Good morning and welcome to another episode of Roadmap to Heaven. I'm Adam Wright at 7 a.m. on Covenant Network on this Wednesday, May the 10th. It's good to be back with you. It's good to be home again as much as I enjoyed our trip to Peoria and our uh, stop in Springfield on the way home yesterday. I'm just glad to be back. So let's begin our day as we always do in prayer together in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart in union with the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world in reparation for my sins, for the intentions of all my relatives and friends, and in particular for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. St. Michael, the archangel, defend us in battle. Be our defense against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. We dedicate all of our thoughts, words, and actions to the greater glory of God in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, once again, it's just good to be back with you. Although I have to give a shout out to everyone we met up in Peoria. Um, I had a great time. I really did. And I, I just wish I could have stayed longer. It's always bittersweet. You know, you, you get to meet people from all over. You go to new places. But you do want to go back home again. And uh, so I time we are able to see one another and i look forward to the next time i'm able to be out there in the community with you our listeners wherever it may be missouri illinois beyond i don't care i i love getting to meet you and putting faces and names together with those of you who listen to the show it's it's very humbling and it's very moving today on the show we actually have an interview that we did while we were out in Peoria with Father Chase Hilgenbrink. We're going to be talking about vocations. Vocations. We each have one, and there's a lot we can talk about with it. So we will have that interview for you a little bit later on in the show. For our radio listeners, we have a talk on the Miraculous Medal from Gabe Castillo. We have a homily on grieving uh, the Immaculate Heart of Mary and the different ways we grieve. Uh, whether it's death, job loss, marriage loss, etc. You know, we're going to talk about that, or we're going to hear about that, I should say. And then we have a homily to help us get ready for Mother's Day from Monsignor Morris. So that's a little bit later on. And you know, you know he's going to uh, talk about the Blessed Mother. How could you not talk about the Blessed Mother in this month of May, this week, getting ready for Mother's Day as well? So that's all ahead on the show. But before we can go to any of that, let's go to Mike Roberts. Today is the feast day of St. Damien of Molokai. Born in Belgium in 1840, his birth name was Joseph, and he was the youngest son of a farmer. He was forced to leave school at the age of 13 to work on the farm, but in his early 20s, he left to join his brother Pamphile, entering the Congregation of the Sacred Hearts of Jesus and Mary, and there he took the name Damien. His brother was due to be sent as a missionary to Hawaii, but he became ill, so Damien went in his place, and in 1864, he was ordained a priest in Honolulu. Eleven years later, he was assigned to a team of chaplains, who were then sent for three months a year to a leper colony on the island of Molokai, but once there, Damien volunteered to stay 
permanently. The island was in a state of disarray. Father Damien began by caring for the people's physical, medical, and spiritual needs and advocating for the government support, which had been promised but never delivered. Before long, there were new houses, a new church, a school, orphanage, and local morale improved dramatically. A few years later, Damien convinced the Franciscan Sisters of Syracuse, led by Mother Marianne Cope, to help staff the leper colony there. For the next 12 years, Father Damien would tend to the needs of the lepers while continuing to build up the community. But in 1885, he contracted leprosy himself. He worked continuously for the next four years while spending a great deal of time in the presence of the Eucharist and praying the rosary in the cemetery. But in 1889, he at last succumbed to leprosy. St. Damien of Molokai, please pray for us. I'm meteorologist Mike Roberts for Covenant Network. Have a blessed day. Saint of the Day can arrive each morning by subscribing on your favorite podcast player. Search Covenant Network to see all our podcasts. In our travels to Peoria earlier this week, we had a chance to sit down with Father Chase Hilgenbrink, who is the vocation director for the Diocese of Peoria, and we talked about just that, vocations. And so here is our conversation with Father Chase. Father, thanks for being with us on Roadmap to Heaven today. So good to be back with you. I've been yeah. on the, the program before, and it's just it's, it's awesome to be able to speak about our faith and really try to inspire our, our youth. Is is, is really, as you and I were just talking about before the show, is, is a great passion that we both hold and, and, and certainly something we desire to do to, to build the faith in those who are maybe going away to college this year. Yeah. Now, we were talking on Monday about uh, Archbishop Fulton Sheen, a, a person that we really want to emulate and, uh, you know, someone who's a great example for us. And one of the things I loved about that broadcast is we were talking about his boyhood. And then, you know, he was a normal boy, probably like you were a normal young boy. I was a normal young boy. And grew up, he had a calling to the priesthood, and I think it's a good reminder for us that God calls from many walks of life, those men who he calls to the priesthood. I was wondering, uh, since I love promoting vocations on the show, and you're the vocation director, could you share a little bit of your vocation story with us? Sure. You know, it, as you were saying, you know, uh, I was a normal young boy. You're a normal young boy. And Sheen's a normal young boy. I'm wondering what's normal. You know, this is, uh, we don't have a definition for that. But you're right. We, we all come from different walks of life and, and, and maybe even similar backgrounds in, in, in the way that we grew up. But um, certainly there's, there's distinctions in each of our personalities and the way that the Lord created us. And, and uh, I certainly grew up in, in central Illinois thinking that I was a, a normal young boy, but I also thought the world was just what I knew right in front of me. And, and my eyes would be opened, especially as I, as I, uh, you know, I had the opportunity to play soccer and, and be successful at that in high school and then have the opportunity to play in college at Clemson University. I, I then uh, moved to South America, played professional soccer in the country of Chile. And, and talk about your eyes being opened when you move across the country or you move to another country. And, uh, and, and really the, the questions of faith really open up then because you, uh, for the first time in college I encountered you know, someone who didn't believe in God. I didn't, and I'm sure that there weren't people that believe in God in my high school, but I, I, we didn't talk about it. You know? And so um, there were different experiences of life. And uh, certainly as I moved to South America, I, I experienced a Catholic country, but um, it, was, it was very Catholic in its culture, but not so much, uh, or not as strong in its practice, I should say. And so there were just various different experiences um, that I had throughout that time and and it was there that I uh, that I felt called to the priesthood as as I was asking big questions of why am I on earth what am I doing here um, I'm living my dream and and why is it not completely fulfilling my heart as I expected that it should 
And uh, my only answer for that and, and the great grace of wisdom that the Lord uh, set upon my heart was, was that my heart would never be full until I, I became the man that he had created me to be. And, and that just made great logical sense to me apart from having a true, what I consider a, a, a supernatural encounter with the living God, which is possible for anyone, not just for me or not just those who are, who are special, um, uh, for, for anyone who's normal, as, as maybe right, we said right. from the start. Well, I, I think of my boyhood, uh, you know, growing up in St. Louis, I was a big St. Louis Cardinals fan, and I played baseball, and that was the thing I wanted to do was go on and be a professional baseball player. And I think at some point, a lot of young boys are like, I'm going to be a professional athlete someday. And here, So here you were a professional athlete, and yet we hear in the gospel uh, on a couple occasions our Lord say to follow me, go and sell everything you have, give it to the poor, and come and follow me. And so, you know, for some people that literally means selling all of their possessions, and for you, that meant walking away from being a professional soccer player to come and follow him. And I imagine there are people that ask you, you, you probably get asked this all the time, was it worth it? Do you ever regret <laughs> it? Do, you know, do you? <laughs> Certainly. It, and it is probably the, the most popular question that I've, that I've ever received, and, you know, both from those who interview or, or even from the youth, you know, who, who often wonder about their life and, and maybe are wondering, is it worth it to follow Jesus? Is it worth it to maybe even just go to Mass this weekend? We're not even talking about being a priest, but is it worth it? You know, to give your life to to someone, even in marriage, right? Like the, we're we're asking all these questions. These things happen every day. Where everybody wonders is is a commitment worth it? And and my answer to that is 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 I would I would never go back to soccer. I would never go back. Um, and not because I don't love the game. I still love the game. People ask me, do you miss the game? And I they, I think they're surprised when I say, of course I miss the game. I spent my life doing this. this is why, why why can't I love things that that are great and that, and that built me up and and made me really the man who I am? I learned all kind of virtue and I, I learned all kinds of stuff in the game of soccer. I think it's the most beautiful game in the world, even more than the St. Louis Cardinals. I, I believe it's better. It's greater than baseball. At the same time, um, you know, I, I I can also say that. Um, you know, I left that behind for something that's greater than, than a sport, um, something greater. We're, we're made for relationships. We're yeah. made for love. We're made to give our lives away. And if we actually think about it, and people don't often think about it, you, you can't be an athlete forever. You can't be a professional athlete forever. You know, and, and so the day is going to come when it's going to come to an end. The question is when. And I got to choose when, which, is, which I, I think is, is, is a great, um, you know, blessing and, and, and grace that the Lord gave me to actually decide that it was over before to someone told me it was over and, and, um, and to be able to give myself to the Lord in that way and, and to know that I was, I was giving witness even that there's something greater than professional sports in this world. Now we're talking about vocations. And we, you, you mentioned we're not just talking about the priesthood, we're talking about marriage as well. And um, you know, for the men listening really quick, sure. I want to go in this direction. Before we, we started this interview, we were talking about some things that I mentioned. You know, my confessor once said to me that, uh, Adam, you're the captain of the ship. And if the captain is calm, everyone on the ship is calm. If the captain is in chaos, everyone on the ship is in chaos. And for all the dads listening, uh, you know, I, I think with Mother's Day coming up, it's a great gift we can give our wives to have a calm house, a happy house, a holy house. And uh, that starts with us. That, it, immediately, as soon as I said that, you said, that's a soccer team. Too. If, yeah, if, co right. if coach isn't happy, you're not happy. Right. Uh, share a little bit about how God calls those who are in those leadership positions, whether it's the coach or the pastor or the father uh, in the home, to, to really exude that holiness and be that example for those under their charge. You know, I, uh, I realize that, that a lot of times um, when the team, as it were, or the family 
isn't at peace, it's often because of the lack of the awareness of the leader of that team or the lack of the awareness of the spiritual father of that, that family. Um, why? Because they, we often don't realize as leaders at times um, how, how our mood, how our actions, how our demeanor, um, how our leadership, how the way that we speak to others um, really affects the peace in the hearts of others, you know, and, and, and so um, we have to have a great awareness about ourselves, you know, as, as fathers of families. Um, as coaches on teams of, of the way that it affect, affects the other and and um, and certainly remember that a father because he has a, such ability to affect a coach has such ability to affect the hearts of, of those in his care um, that that's what allows him also to inspire yeah. that's what allows him to, to, to get the team fired up or, or, or to get the family ready to do something that maybe they don't want to do and to, to really go into battle right or, or even to get to mass this weekend like what can you do to motivate and not 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 just demand you know and so there's, there's all kinds of, of tricks that we learn throughout life um, but I think it takes a lot of self-awareness to realize um, who we are and what we represent for the people that are around us and how to lead their hearts to peace, which, again, um, we have to recognize when our hearts aren't at peace and, and, and to know that that might affect others. It's not just me about me moping around here or, or being upset. Um, I, I really have to, to take into account of how that might affect the others around me. So um, leaders must do that. Fathers uh, must be the ones um, who are bringing peace to their families. Wonderful. Well, Father Chase, I want to thank you for being with us on the show today. Could I ask you to offer a prayer or a blessing for our listeners? We give you thanks, Almighty God, especially this week for the gift of our mothers, the mothers who emulate God in the most profound way by joining him in the act of creation. As so we just ask blessings upon all the mothers of families, especially those who often carry the spiritual burden of bringing their families up in faith. We pray also for the fathers, their husbands, for those men to be uh, the sources of peace, the sources of leadership, the sources of how we learn to honor our mothers and all women in the world by the way that we see our Father do that. And so we ask your blessing upon fathers, mothers, and all families, all children, especially those who are ending their school year and those who will be starting a new one soon. We ask your blessing upon them through the intercession of Archbishop Fulton Sheen, Mary, our mother, and in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. We are on the road in Peoria with Roadmap to Heaven. We will be back after this break. The Holy Catholic Church infallibly teaches that the second person of the Most Holy Trinity, our Lord Jesus Christ, is present body, blood, soul, and divinity in the Most Blessed Sacrament, and that it is a sacrilege to receive Holy Communion in the state of mortal sin. Let us pray the Fatima prayer to the Most Holy Trinity. Most Holy Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, I adore Thee profoundly. I offer Thee the most precious body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ, present in all the tabernacles of the world, in reparation the outrages, sacrileges, and indifferences whereby He is offended, and through the infinite merits of His most sacred heart and the immaculate heart of Mary, I beg of Thee the conversion of poor sinners. Amen. Mary, Mother of the Church, pray for us. It's two-for-one week here on the Daily Dose of Encouragement, where Patty Schneier is sharing with us saints who are mothers each day. We are going to take a look at two saints who are mothers. And Patty, which two saints will we discuss today? Well, today we're going to take a look at St. Elizabeth Ann Seton and St. Margaret of Cortona. And I'm going to explain how they are in a way—each saint, of course, is unique, but 
there's some similarities here. St. Elizabeth Ann Seton is the first American-born saint. She was born into a wealthy colonial family in New York City. She married William Seton, became the mother of five children. But they experienced hardships when her husband's business collapsed and they lost their fortune. He became sick and died. Influenced by their time spent in Italy, she became Catholic and founded a school for girls, eventually laying the foundation for the Catholic school system in the United States. But when I think of Elizabeth Ann Seton, I see her as a role model for single mothers. She was widowed young with five kids with financial struggles. They had lost their financial security, but she didn't give up. She overcame many obstacles in her life, from the loss of money to the opposition of her family. She also experienced that when she became a Catholic convert. So she had opposition from her family. She had loss of money. She was a single mom, but she had grit and determination. Another saint, Margaret of Cortona, was a single mom as well. Now, her path was different because she was living the life as a mistress, and she had a child out of wedlock. When the boy's father died, she completely changed her life, however, and she became a third order Franciscan and worked among the poor, attending the sick and living a life of prayer and penance. Today, I just want to reach out to all single moms, regardless of your circumstances and how you became a single mom. All single moms, you are not forgotten. Single moms, you are not alone in the church St. Elizabeth Ann Seton and St. Margaret of Cortona pray for us, and most especially for all single moms. Once again, Patty, these are two saints who are great examples for us, and thank you for bringing them to our attention today. Well, that is our show today. You know, a prayer that I pray every day that I want to share with you before we sign off is this, Lord, how are you calling me to live my vocation today? I mean, I know my vocation. I'm a husband and I am a father, and that's first. As much as I love what we do here on the radio, on Roadmap to Heaven, on Covenant Network, that is all secondary to my duties as a husband and a father. So Lord, how are you calling me to live out that vocation today? In what ways are you calling me to serve you to do your will. It's a prayer that you can pray. You know, pray it when you pray your morning offering, when you say, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings as I live out my particular vocation. You know, you could have that line in there. That's okay. Uh, Pray at midday. You know, when you do that midday examine, Lord, I need your grace to help me better live my vocation and to know how you're calling me to live it. And then when you do that examination of conscience at bedtime, you know, that's another great opportunity to say, all right, how have I been living out the vocation God has called me to? Where have I done well? Where do I need to do better? And how can I pray for the grace I need to live that out? Let's pray to wrap up our show in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Mary, Mother of the Church, pray for us. St. Joseph, Terror of Demons, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Have you checked out our YouTube channel? Check out at Our Catholic Radio on YouTube. You can see interviews we've done right here on Roadmap to Heaven in video format. Click like, click subscribe, share them with your friends. You know, I say that a lot. I feel like I'm always asking you to click like, subscribe, follow, whatever it may be. But it really does help us spread the word. The more you like things, the more the algorithms out there share them with other people who may need to hear them. So please do that next time you visit us online. Until next time for Covenant Network, I'm Adam Wright. And as the Blessed Mother would remind you, Pray your rosary today.